Tired of political correctness? Sick of cancel culture? Got something to say? Just say it. Just say it. A pro-America anti-censorship podcast hosted by Jesse Michael Elliott. Well, 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 well. How's everyone doing? Happy hump day. Hump day. Another uh, nice day out. A little, a little, uh, humid in New Jersey, but hope the weather was better by all the listeners, Canada, Britain, United States, everyone else. Um, just got done wa- watching Tucker Carlson, one of my favorite, one of the only shows I watch. Been watching him for a long time. Um, and funny, he covered the, obviously covered the story we covered on yesterday's show, the Nancy Pelosi, uh, story, which is going to be the headliner for this episode episode 38 emperor has no mask a play on words for the emperor has no clothes so nancy uh we have an update for the nancy pelosi story from yesterday her response to uh getting caught on camera but how is everyone's weeks going before we get into that um it's been a little hectic we found a kitten in a bush my wife found a kitten in a bush couple days ago so we've been looking after this kitten until she decides what she's going to do with it but the kids are kind of attached to it now so it looks like we might be stuck with it so we're trying to figure out a name so if you have any suggestions let us know but instead of listening to me let's get into episode 38 which is an update on yesterday's episode so episode 38 the emperor has no mask let's get into it so this is an article from the federalist Nancy Pelosi, I was set up for an embarrassing salon visit violating COVID orders. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi demanded an apology from her neighborhood salon. On Wednesday, after claiming she was set up during a visit to get her hair done, despite COVID-19 lockdown mandates ordering salons to be closed. Here's a quote from Nancy Pelosi. I take responsibility for trusting the word of the neighborhood salon that I've been to so many times. It was the setup. What did we say yesterday she was going to say? I told you what she was going to do. And here she goes, putting the onus on somebody else. And I take responsibility for falling for a setup. I think that this salon owes me an apology for setting me up, she added. And one of the one of the interesting uh, things that uh, the salon owner was actually on Tucker Carlson tonight. And one of the things that she uh, had to say was, oh, it was such a setup. Oh, well, if, if I set her up, number one, why did she call and make the appointment? And number two, why was she not wearing a mask? Did I make her not wear a mask as well? Right. So nice try, Pelosi. So here's a tweet from Tal Copan. Pelosi addresses Monday's salon incident. I take her. Okay, so that's just a quote of what she said. A video released Tuesday by Fox News shows Pelosi wandering back to her salon chair with wet hair without a mask, despite San Francisco regulations that ban salons from reopening until September 1st. And even though only four outdoor appointments, Pelosi booked an indoor appointment. Despite her claims on Wednesday that this was an intentional effort to embarrass her, Pelosi's team argued earlier on Tuesday that the salon incident was instead a misunderstanding. Here's a quote from the speech. 
The speaker always wears a mask and complies with local COVID requirements. Pelosi's deputy chief of staff, Drew Hamill, said in a clearly false statement, right? Because she's caught on video not wearing one. According to the Washington correspondent for the San Francisco Chronicle, Pelosi claims multiple people have thanked her for her brave, oh my, how she's trying to turn this, she, she's trying to play the victim and trying to be a hero at the same time. So thanking her for her bravery and urgency about the importance of reopening, which was clearly the reason she was getting her hair done in contravention of the COVID-19 shutdown orders. Thank you for calling attention to this. We need to get back to work. Many of them annoyed at the setup that was there for a purpose that has nothing to do with ending the crisis, Pelosi said. Even though she feels this whole misunderstanding, see, is it a setup or a misunderstanding that caught her on camera violating the rules is the salon's fault. Pelosi still attempted to defend herself. I just had my hair washed. I don't wear a mask when I'm having, when I'm washing my hair. Do you wear a mask when you're washing your hair? I always wear a mask. And that picture is when I just came out of the bowl. She sputtered. President Trump criticized Pelosi on Twitter. Here's the tweet. Crazy Nancy Pelosi is being decimated for having a beauty parlor opened when all others are closed and for not wearing a mask despite constantly lecturing everyone else. We will almost certainly take back the house and send Nancy packing. Please do. Please do. We need McCarthy as the Speaker of the House. So some of the mainstream media outlets who continued to push the stringent COVID-19 lockdown rhetoric, ignored the incident or wrote it off as an accident. Of course they did, because if it's if it's anti-Trump person, they're rah-rah. If it's a pro-Trump person, they would be the devil. Look at them disobeying lockdown orders when they're going to get people sick. Just like Chris Cuomo, they didn't say a thing about him. They don't say a thing about Andrew Cuomo walking his dog. But if a Trump supporter didn't wear a mask or if Trump has a rally... And uh, Herman Cain, who had other illnesses, happens to get sick and die. Up, oh, Trump killed people. Trump, 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 Trump. I swear these people can't go a day without talking about Donald Trump. They are obsessed. So here's a tweet from Steve Crack Cracker. MSNBC hasn't covered the Pelosi salon story a single time in 24 hours since it broke. CNN has covered it a few times. Here's a good example of how it went. It was a misunderstanding. Although now she's saying it's a setup and pivoting to how Trump breaks COVID rules. What a shocker. So let's play the clip. Coming election. Manu Raju with CNN's senior congressional correspondent. And Manu, how was the speaker's office responding to this? Well, they're basically saying that there was a misunderstanding about what the restrictions say in San Francisco. And that misunderstanding was based on what was conveyed to them by someone who works at that salon. Now, according uh, to this, to now, hold on a second. Like we said in our last show, talking about the same subject, ignorance of the law. Does not mean you didn't break the law. And being that she's speaker of the house, shouldn't she know all the laws? But no, she wanted to get away with it, and she didn't think she'd get caught. And now she's caught. Speaker's office is that typically she gets her hair done at a by a stylist who comes to her house in San Francisco. In this case, that stylist was not 
available, and this person referred her office to someone else to set something up. And that other person said, "Come on in to the to the off to the salon." We you see, he's trying to point. He's trying to say that this was a rogue operation. She never gets her hair did. Her normal hairdresser typically goes to her house. That's funny because the hair salon owner that went on Tucker Carlson said she gets her hair done there all the time. So somebody's lying here. Somebody's lying. And I wonder, who do you trust? The hair salon owner or do you trust Nancy Pelosi? Do I even need to? It's a Yes, it's a rhetorical question. We can operate one person at a time, even with the salon closed. Now, that actually it it flies in the face of what San Francisco allows. The restrictions are pretty clear. It says that these beauty salons need to operate outdoors, not indoors. Now, according to our office, uh, they say the speaker always wears a mask, uh, and, and the business offered the speaker to come. I wonder why she doesn't want to have her hair done outdoors. Maybe her constituents, the people that vote for her in the streets, you know, maybe she doesn't want to be around the people doing heroin, meth, uh, dropping. I saw that one video guy just taking a crap in the middle of the street. They don't. He should, what, what's wrong, Nancy? You don't want to see people uh, doing drugs like everyone else in your uh, city has to witness. You don't want to see it. Oh, but we, the rest of the people living there have to see it. Oh, uh, I see how it is. Came in on Monday and told her they were allowed by the city to have one customer at a time in the business. The speaker complied with the rules as presented to her by this establishment. Now, security footage uh, shows at one point uh, she was not wearing a mask. Uh, we were told that that's because she had just gotten her hair washed at the establishment. Uh, but nevertheless, Brooke, you mentioned it. The president quick to criticize the speaker, tweeting multiple times about her. Of course, the White House itself has violated social distancing guidelines guidelines time and again oh social distancing guidelines give me a break the whole th- the jig is up six percent of the deaths are only real we talked about it on the show that it was on par with the flu season and if you merge the flu season in with covid it's probably all in the same it's a joke it's a runny joke and it should be ended right now all the bans should be lifted and everything should go back to normal it's a joke it was a scam it was another insurance policy And I wouldn't be surprised if China and the Democrats cocked this up together to try and overthrow Trump. Would you be surprised? So that's an update on that. Good old Nancy Pelosi. The emperor has no mask. So, of course, she plays a victim card. What a shocker. What a shocker. Now, let's get into this Yahoo News article. We haven't covered. I don't think we've ever covered yahoo news on this show before but it was hard to actually find news today which is act might be a good thing for the country that there's uh news is slowing down plus i'm pretty picky on what i choose to talk to you guys about because i don't want to fill you guys with a bunch of bs so let's get into this yahoo news 52 black x franchisees File a $1 billion racial discrimination lawsuit against McDonald's. What happened? I thought McDonald's supported Black Lives Matter. You see, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're going to come for you. They don't care that you bend the knee. Actually, you bending the knee lets them know that you're weak. So they're more likely to comfort you, not the other way around. Think about it. Where do all these riots happen? Where they know... The mayor is weak on stopping them. 
They don't happen to where people are strong on stopping them. Why? Because they know to attack people that are going to be weak. So they know they can get away with it. What are they doing? These people are suing McDonald's. Why? Because McDonald's donated uh, how many? How much money to Black Lives Matter? They know they're weak. So guess what? They're going to target you. Weakness gets you trampled on. And maybe you deserve it. Maybe you deserve it. So they're claiming that the company sent them on a financial suicide mission because they were black. 52 black former McDonald's franchisees are suing the fast food giant seeking more than $1 billion in damages. The franchisees say they were forced to close or sell more than 200 McDonald's locations because of systematic and covert racist racial discrimination. So not only is it systematic, it's covert. It's behind the scenes. It's not in clear sight. So how do you prove that, right? This is why they intentionally use the word Covert. How do you prove it? You can't because it's behind closed. You can't. It's covert, man. Oh, well, I don't see anything. Hey, it's covert. It's just an excuse. It's just an, it's crazy, Tam. They're using the word covert as an excuse because there is none. There is none. They close locations that aren't doing well. Oh, so McDonald's that donates money to Black Lives Matter is going to target black people. Right. No, you see them as weak and now you want to pounce on them. Shocker. So one franchisee in the complaint described acquiring McDonald's locations as a black franchisee as a financial suicide mission. Based upon our review, we disagree with the claims in this lawsuit, and we intend to strongly defend against it, McDonald's CEO Chris Kampowski said in a video message on Tuesday morning. So McDonald's is facing a new lawsuit from black former franchisees who say they faced decades so it wasn't a couple years decades of discrimination at the fast food chain a complaint filed by 52 former franchisees on tuesday in the u.s district court for northern district of illinois is seeking more than 1 billion they said the end on the one franchise said the complaint the black franchise is were at such a significant disadvantage that acquiring it was a suicide mission Okay, so this is just, it was just more bullet points. I hate when articles do bullet points because then you can't read it. So let's just get into the quotes. So, but for Platon's raves, McDonald's would have offered plaintiffs profitable restaurant locations, opportunities for growth and expansion on equal terms as white franchises, rather than forcing them out after decades of sweat and tears dedicated to the franchise. So they intentionally went after black people, right? Right. So my here's a quote. My priority is always to seek the truth. McDonald's CEO. See McDonald's CEO, Chris Kempinski said in a video message: When allegations such as this occur, I want them investigated thoroughly and objectively. That's been our approach to this situation based on our review. We disagree with the claims of this lawsuit, and we intend to strongly defend against it. No kidding. So here is what they're accusing them of. The five, there's some bullet points. Covertly restricts black franchisees to owning locations predict, predicted to bring in less money. 
black franchisees say they were offered only opportunities to own older stores in primarily black neighborhoods. These locations tend to have higher insurance and security costs while bringing in less revenue. Is that necessarily true? I thought poor people make less educated decisions, meaning they'll eat fast food more. So I don't know if that's necessarily true. Though they want to get value meals? Like, I don't necessarily agree with that statement. But they have to write something down, right? If the statement's bogus, they have to start making stuff up. Excludes black franchises from growth opportunities while offering new white franchises the opportunity to buy newer, more desirable locations. How are they going to prove that? Get. Oh, so you want to. What do you want to put black franchise owners in black neighborhoods so they can relate more to the people? Like, isn't that just normal common sense things? I mean, they can relate better. Why would you put white guys in a black neighborhood that's predominantly black? They couldn't relate to the people more. They're less likely to succeed. No. Isn't that like common sense? I mean, they're just trying to, they have to make up stuff at this point. Enforces harsher renovation and rebuilding requirements on location owned by blacks. Deploys targeted and rigorous and unreasonable inspections, forcing black franchises out of the business when they receive poor grades. Well, notice they didn't say in comparison to the white franchises. If they could have, they would have put that. But no, yeah, you have to maintain your store. Deal with it. Forces black franchises to sell stores at a loss by controlling which franchisees are presented as qualified buyers. That's enough. I mean, they're trying to go after McDonald's because they know they're weak and they're trying to cash in on cancel culture and all this reparations BS. They're trying to cash in on the black buck. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to cash in while that while everyone's on the on the Black Lives Matter train. That's what it is. It's just so it's an orchestrated hit. I mean, how convenient it's happening right now, right? Give me a break. So let's get into Gateway Pundit. This is one of our favorite news so- sources. So breaking Trump signs memo to defund New York City and three other cities without control of rioting and anarchy. So here is the article. President Trump on Wednesday signed a memo ordering federal agencies to defund anarchist jurisdictions, including New York City, Seattle, and Portland. President Trump tweeted this. My administration will do everything in its power to prevent weak mayors and lawless cities from taking federal dollars while they let anarchists harm people, burn buildings, and ruin lives and businesses. We're putting them on notice today. So good. What he's smart. He is Donald Trump is extremely smart. What did we say in one of our other videos about the rioting and looting? Who's gonna pay for it? You are. So why should they give these cities money, taxpayer dollars, when they're letting the city get destroyed? Oh, so let let anarchy, let people die, let buildings be destroyed, and then we're supposed to bail them out? Oh no 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 no. Trump hit it out of the park. Kudos to Trump. We talked about this in a previous video. 100%. 100%. If they know they're not going to get money, guess what they're going to do? They're going to make it stop. They're going to make it stop. They have an incentive to make it stop. Trump is extremely smart. So they're 
Okay, that's basically what he did. There's no need to read about it. That's what he did. Good for him. Good for him. Close up the loopholes. Don't fund cities that are sanctuary cities and that allow this to go on. Why do we keep letting these catch and release, let these criminals do it again and again? People are dying. No, defund them. Defund them. And then they will stop. If there's no repercussions, you have to treat these governors like little toddlers because that's what they are. That's what they are. They act like little toddlers. That's what they get. If there's no repercussions, why are they going to stop? Oh, wait, they're not going to. So let's get into this. Drew Brees, who we covered for waffling. First, he released a statement about standing for the anthem because of his grandparents, well, for the country or someone in his family, well, for the country. And then he waffled and bent the knee to Black Lives Matter. So here is an update. This is an article from The Federalist. So you see a picture here. There's a couple of Saints players with Jacob Blake across their helmet. Welcome to the NFL now. As you re- recall, now the NFL, which didn't previously, the Cal- Dallas Cowboys wanted to put a sticker for fallen officers on their helmet like five years ago. They didn't allow it, but now they're allowing social justice stickers. The NFL is. Isn't that nice? So now they have Jacob Blake, a rapist, on their helmet. On their helmet. Because that's going to help. The NFL succeed. That's going to make people tune into games. Putting rapists on their helmets. Isn't that great? I can't wait for NFL to start. I'm going to end up shutting off the TV in two seconds. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to put on. Oh, great. NFL's back. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to see them kneeling. I'm going to see them doing something. I'm going to see a name on the helmet that that wasn't justified. And I'm going to flip out. Get politics out of sports. It's poison. It's poison. Politics should not be involved in every single aspect of our lives. So let's get into this. Why is Drew Brees wearing the name of an alleged rapist on his helmet? Borman asks, good question. Ray Moore was dragged through the mud as an evil scum for accusations similar to those of Jacob Blake. Remember, um, what, what was it, uh, Georgia where he ran? The guy on the horse? He was accused, remember, of riding in um, this young girl's uh, yearbook that he was hitting on this uh, young girl. Jacob Blake's girlfriend made to police, but Blake is being sainted. Of course he is. Just like George Floyd got three funerals in a gold casket. So, last Friday, New Orleans Saint quarterback Drew Brees and his team broke with the pack to hold practice as nine other NFL teams canceled theirs in the wake of police shooting of Jacob Blake. They put Blake's name in big black letters across the front of their helmets. And what sport... Sportscasting.com writer said, a powerful visual signal, right? So some guy that raped a minor, some guy that wrestled, resisted arrest, that had a warrant out, was tasered, wouldn't go down, and went to pull out a knife, if not had a knife in his possession against police, was shot and killed, and now they're celebrating this guy. That's terrific. New Orleans Saint coach Sean Payton explained after practice that the idea of putting his name on everyone's helmet was something we felt would be appropriate, and they were for it. If Blake were an innocent family man who just happened to twitch during a tense encounter with police, this would all seem perfectly appropriate. There's just one problem. Not only was Blake aggressively resisting arrest, 
in the incident that left him paralyzed, but also had a warrant out for his arrest charge of sexual assaults. According to the research by the New York Post, Blake was forbidden from being at the Kenosha home where he was shot because of an incident at the same residence on May 3rd, for which there was an open warrant out for his arrest. Blake's son, police warrant. And here is details from the paperwork. From the police paperwork. The victim, who was only identified by her initials in the paperwork, told police she was asleep in bed with one of her children when Blank came in the room around 6 a.m. and allegedly said, I want my ish, the record states. She told cops Blake then used his finger to assault her, sniffed it and said, smells like you've been with other men, the criminal complaint alleges. Isn't that nice? This is the guy they have on their helmet. This is the guy they have on their helmet. I don't know what to say. According to the complaint, Blake then stole the game. Yeah, we know the story. Now it could be that Drew Brees and his teammates hadn't seen this story. If they hadn't seen it, they shouldn't be wearing it. Oh, so you're going to put that on your helmet, even though you haven't read all the details? See, that's the problem. People just do things and they don't know what they're doing or what they're supporting or what they're saying. People just watch CNN and believe their crap and just parrot it. Like it's gospel when it's the reverse. It has been five days now and Breeze has still not apologizing, apologized for lionizing a man who by the same standard of corporate media has applied to all other individuals. Blake is credibly accused of sexual assault. Now I'm pretty sure that even before Me Too dominated the headlines for months, everyone thought sexual assault was a pretty big deal. If you leave aside the facts about the shooting, which are... Damning enough, the Me Too movement makes the left view of Blake as a pure-hearted victim, right? Just like they let Bill Clinton speak at the DNC. Just like they're so celebrating Jacob Blake. What happened to Me Too? No, Me Too only applies to Republicans. It only Black Lives Matter only apply to when they can use it to get votes. Me Too only works when they can use it against their enemies. Are you seeing it now? Are you seeing what they use? They use it as a vehicle to destroy talk, speech. And they use it to get votes, to gain power. They don't care about these people. They're pawns in their game. So Drew Brees is just a pawn for these people. So that's enough of this. You don't need to you don't need to hear anymore. Drew Brees celebrates a rapist. Oh, what do you, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? It's it's a public embarrassment. And Drew Brees is pathetic on a level that I can't it's it's not even worth talking about. He's an embarrassment. He's a public embarrassment. So we have a bright bar article moving right along. Oh boy. So this is we got one more left after this. AOC Acasio Cortex <laughs> interviews Democratic Socialist New York candidate, freeing people from all the existential havoc that capital capitalism wreaks. So Representative AOC, in an interview published on Tuesday, promoted her fellow Democrat Socialist from New York as another candidate who hopes to transform the country. I remember this woman was in a picture with Ted Wheeler. This woman loves Bernie Sanders. Guess who's going to be running the country if you elect Joe Biden? Bernie Sanders 
AOC, Tlaib, and Omar are going to be pulling the policies in this country. They're going to try and turn our country into Venezuela. So the website Interview Magazine published a conversation between AOC and Jabari Brysport, nominee for New York's 25th State Senate District. So she's trying to get another commie into office. With the headline, Jabri and AOC are looking to make all kinds of trouble. No kidding. Trouble for the American people. Right? What are you going to do? Kick Amazon out again of New York? With a Yale School of Drama degree and a Bernie Sanders endorsement under her belt, Bis- oh, his belt, it's a, it's a guy. Bisport declared victory at New York's first openly gay black state legislator. The introduction to the article said, What do you want people to know about your beliefs in this movement? AOC asked, What do you think people get wrong about it? So here's his response. People hear socialism. And they think that it'll be an end to all the good stuff they like. That somebody is going to swoop in and steal everything from them. No, it's not going to be somebody. It'll be the government. And it'll be slow. So it won't just swoop in. It'll be over time. See the words they use? That somebody. No, it won't be a person. So he's not lying to you. See what they're doing with words? They're playing word games. Somebody will swoop in. No, it won't be somebody. It'll be the government. So a group of people. And then they're going to swoop in. No, they're not going to swoop in, but they'll do it fast. Over time, they will overtake you and steal everything from you. He continued that they'll have to have a bread line and a can of tomato soup. And that'll be it. He went on. No, but it'll be similar. So he's not wrong, right? This is what they do. But for me, it's really about getting people out from underneath the thumb of capitalism and freeing them from a very small group of people they want to manage. So, yes, you're right. They don't want you under capitalism. They want you under socialism and communism. They want you under something else, their control. And yeah, they want to free you from a very small group and want you to be under a large group of government. Or I should say mismanage our economy and our society for their own wealth and benefit. It's about freeing up because <laughs> uh, communism frees up people. It's about freeing up people. To truly experience all the joys in life by making sure they don't have to worry whether or not they'll be able to keep their home from month to month. Or whether or not they'll be able to pay for healthcare. Oh no, they'll get a house and healthcare guaranteed. But guess what? They won't want to live because it'll be bottom rung. They'll stay poor forever. They'll have no way out. What does it matter? How would you rather uh, have run your life? Being poor or guaranteed forever and being only fed by the government? Or would you at least have a shot of making it? What would you rather do? Guaranteed loser or a shot at winning? What would you rather have? I think the answer is clear. It's about freeing people from all existential havoc that this capitalism wreaks on us and allowing them to truly thrive. Right. Bruce Port said that the thought of being in the state legislator is like being embedded into the institution. It's funny. I kind of see myself as like a mole in the inside. I felt the same way, AOC said. I'm a mole. A man on the inside, she added. It's remarkable how in such little time we're really starting to grow this movement. On city, state, and federal level. You're, gonna be, you're going to be joining other DSA candidates. Other people with principles of democratic socialism. What do you think that means for the state? And how do you see this trajectory playing out? I really think we're about to see a change. 
AOC expressed support for identity politics. I'm interested in digging into the identity piece a bit because when it comes to politics, people talk about it in a very superficial way. I think there's more depth to this conversation than people usually give it. You'd be the first black gay state legislator in the entire history of the state of New York, which is a big deal. Oh, so put a million labels on him. Why can't he just be someone who got elected? You're putting all these labels on him. The Democrats are the only people that separate people by race, color, creed, sex, every other thing under the sun. Stop separating people. But also, I feel like it's not a coincidence that virtually every DSA candidate has been a person of color, AOC said. I don't think that's an accident. Do you see the intersections of your identity with politics? I'm interested in how you connect to identity. All right. All right. All right. That's enough of that. I can't listen to her go on and on and on. Enough AOC. She's a, she's a looney tune. She just wants... She just wants to be in power, wants everybody under her thumb so they can hand out crumbs and you can be relying on the government. You'll never get to the top of the mountain, but at least you won't die. You'll struggle the rest of your life. Oh, that's just what I want. That's just what I want. So enough of that. Let's get into the last article, which is really a video of bumbling Biden. So let's hit this, a gateway pundit article. Biden speaks gibberish as he tries to call out Trump. Joe Biden crawled. <laughs> Joe Biden crawled out of his basement on Wednesday after shutting down pool movement and napping most of Tuesday. Biden began speaking gibberish at an event in Wilmington, Delaware, on Wednesday. The 77-year-old tried to blast President Trump and ended up jumbling his words. Shocker. Let's skip to the video. So here's a tweet by Benny. Here's Benny tweeted to video. Let's hit the video. So this is Joe Biden attempting to attack Donald Trump. Let's see if it worked. You be the judge. It's a 30 second clip. Let's hit it. And stop your boast about never being seen to what you, you, know, you can do anything. You're, you, you always talk about your ability to negotiate. Negotiate a deal. A deal for somebody other than yourself. Now I'm happy to uh, take questions you may have. I guess staff's going to call on whoever. Follow, fire away. Great. Uh, <laughs> he sounds really happy to be here. And he's like, I guess the staff's going to get to choose who has the questions, who has the prepared questions for me. Are you kidding me? Oh, he can't take questions from reporters, but you got want this guy to be present. He can't even fit articulate a sentence, and you want this guy to be present. Oh, so Trump makes deals for himself, really? The USMCA deal for the American people between Canada, Mexico, and the United States. The deal with China before COVID-19 hit. Which is a shocker, right? They had a deal negotiated with China. And all of a sudden, China releases COVID on an election year right before the deal was going to take effect. Huh. Isn't that interesting? That wouldn't be intentional, would it? What a coincidence. Oh, China trying to interfere in U.S. elections by crashing the economy? The only way Trump could possibly lose? He had record numbers. 
Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. What a little tidbit there. Yeah, Trump makes all these deals for himself. He gives away every single presidential paycheck to a different cause. The real person who does things for themselves is you and your family when you route all the money you make throughout your family members. Because you can't do it for yourself, but there's nothing stopping you from routing all the money to your corrupt family members who obviously handed down to you as well. So Joe Biden tried to make a point, but bumbled his way, just like we saw I have the video posted up on a... No, I actually don't have it posted. Because there's so many clips of Joe Biden not talking coherently. You can't post them all. But there's a video circulating of him getting out of a car, handing someone pizza. And there's a heckler There's a heckler saying, Joe, you came out of the basement, Joe. You came out of the basement. And what does Joe Biden say? Don't jump. Don't jump. Making a suicide joke. Making a suicide joke. Don't jump. If Donald Trump said... To someone that was heckling him, don't jump, don't jump, making a suicide joke? Do you know what CNN, MSM, do you know what they would say? They would go crazy. Trump makes fun of suicide. Do you know there's suicide is the 10th leading death in the United States, blah, blah, blah. But Joe Biden, eh, nothing to see here. Telling a guy, don't jump, making fun of him, turning it into a suicide joke. Wow. Real, real unhinged, Joey. Uh, I love, I can't wait to the, this guy debates. Let's see him debate Trump. He's not going to debate Trump. He's not going to. Not in person, at least. So, happy hump day. Uh, we will be back tomorrow for our last episode for the week. We will see you Thursday, Patriots. Be safe. Thanks for listening. Catch a new episode of Just Say It every Monday through Thursday. Available on YouTube and every major podcast platform. Got something to say? Meet other patriots and join the conversation at jsipodcast.com.